if you want to sit in the middle, it's going to cost a few more dollars. Did you hear about this? No. Just a quick little drop in. AMC is saying that they are going to make you pay more for where you sit in the theater. Are you kidding? I'm not. What? Kidding. What? AMC, what the fuck are we watching? A concert? I know. That's what's I know. <laughs> I know. What are they going to have AMC grass seats now? That's. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? That's so good. <laughs> it's so true. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's I hope your business tanks now because of that. I hope they tank to the fucking dirt. Unreal. Unreal. Lights, camera, action. UPS, you piece of <laughs> I was like, you know what I want to do one day? I want to join a gang. We're in 2022. Upgrade the cameras. Yeah. We can see Saturn and shit, but like, I can't get a clear picture of someone robbing the gas station. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Red Band Sorry. Podcast. Um, hump day again. Hump day. Another hump, another day. Another hump, another day, another dollar, another hump. That's right. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to mute the first minute, second of that, because I accidentally pressed play on it. Oh, that's oh, okay. And what you press play on yeah. is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. A fellow listener suggested topic. So we're excited. This is our first one. Yes. Our first topic that's been suggested by a listener. Finally. We, we, we've been requesting it for what, 58 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, we've been asking people every pretty much every week, <laughs> yeah. which tells me no one's waiting watching till the end. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm grateful that we finally got one. Yep. It's our boy Logan. Yeah. Shout out Logan. We're excited to talk about that cuz we do talk about DC a lot yeah. as it is. And normally we talk about it in a negative light. Right. But today we finally get to talk about some excitement now. There's so many, so much excitement with yeah. the, the DC deal right now. And I think there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot of interesting points to this. I mean, one of my first points, I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. You know, why did James Gunn jump ship? Right. Did he just jump ship because he, as we'll get into, loves the DC stories and couldn't pass up this opportunity? I believe that. Yeah. I believe it. But... What's going on at Marvel? Well, I also think maybe he got tired of having to write the quippy little one-liners. He yeah. might want to go a little edgier. Now, he himself, though, is naturally pretty humorous. Yes. But I feel like his humor is a little more outside of your typical cheesy one-liner that you get usually with the Marvel or a Disney movie, I should say. A Disney movie, for right. sure. But um, it's I think our first episode ever of this podcast was about the new Suicide Squad, wasn't it? It was. And I remember saying like, oh, the new Suicide Squad's probably going to be great. And all it took was a Marvel director. Right. And that still stands true. Right. DC needed help. And what did they do? They recruited a Marvel writer and director. Yeah. That's all it took. Just bring someone from Marvel. Marvel. Absolutely. And to your point, I guess I would also say like James Gunn probably wanted to make some more r-rated stuff mm-hmm. yeah like he did with the peacemaker yeah already and the suicide squad you know um and yeah he's never gonna get that chance at marvel he probably no. could have made one hell of a deadpool movie yeah oh yeah you know but that's not his bag like there's some p- other people have already been doing that mm-hmm. you know um you know you get ryan reynolds and james gunn in a room there can only be one alpha yeah you know true and someone's gonna go down 
those are two equally good humors, and but I think they would clash and kind of offset. They wouldn't ever quite meet in a unified middle. Right. Yeah. Right. I could totally see that. And this, but this is a huge loss for Marvel. And I don't know if that's being stated enough. Yeah. Um, because James Gunn has been probably the most consistent director. I mean, you had those brothers and I can't even, gosh, they have two movies in the top 10 all time grossing movies. I don't even remember those fucking guys names. The Russo brothers, the Russo brothers, these guys, (laughs) only the directors of (laughs) captain America, winter soldier, (laughs) captain America, civil war, right? Avengers, infinity war, Avengers Endgame, and consistent. They were, Mm -hmm. um, but, but when you talk about James Gunn consistent in a way that, I mean, those guys, I believe they did a great job, especially winter soldier is a good example. Yeah. But for the rest of the movies, I mean, you just kind of the pieces were so much together. You just kind of play, you know, Mad Libs, really. Yeah. Um, Where what James Gunn did was he turned a property that nobody know. Nobody knew. No, had no idea. Nobody had any idea. And turned it into one of the most recognizable household names in the history of comic books. Yeah. Which is kind of his bit when we think about what he's doing with DC. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into that, too. Yes. Because a lot of the stuff that he announced, never heard of. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Um, I kind of laughed, too, you know, shout-outs to Logan. He kind of mentioned Booster Gold. Yeah. And... um, I felt bad because I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I know who that is. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Booster Gold. Totally. However, though, when James Gunn was talking about it in the video that we'll be referring back to. Right. It sounds very cool. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Which, of course, is why the goat Logan would understand and know who that is, because yeah. Logan only fucks with dope shit. Yep. And so, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's that's the truth. Yeah. And um, and now we uh, no, we're on that level where we're like, OK, we get it. Level Logan. Level Logan, where we understand why he wants us to talk about this. Yep. Why it's been requested. And uh, fuck it, should we just do it? We should. I want to start off, too, by saying James Gunn, what a powerhouse beast animal this guy. Oh, my God. You know, at Marvel, he directed, obviously, the three Guardians of the Galaxies, the third one, which we have yet to see. Right. Still excited for that. Exciting. But to go from that, and now he's... He, he, what did he say? He's co-CEO of DC. Yep. Holy shit. Something to that effect. Co-CEO of DC. He will be kind of like the Kevin Feige in a way. Yes. Where he'll be having a little piece of every project. But not only that, he's also writing. He's yeah. already written several episodes of what's going to be one of the TV shows. Mm-hmm. He's going to write, is in the middle of writing, I should say, the, the new Superman movie. Right. He's going to direct. I mean, he's going to be like, I don't know if he just found a way to live without sleeping right. or eating or drinking. Cause I don't know how you find time to be a co-CEO, to write a, a show, to write a mm-hmm. movie, to direct something else, to run the whole game. Right. And the turnaround time of which he came up with this plan, I feel like was pretty quick from when they announced that he was going to do this. And then, and Kevin Feige was like, well, he's still, hold on, he still has some work to finish for us. <laughs> so to finish the work for Marvel, yeah, get going with DC to now announce an eight to 10 year plan already, a slate of movies. 
Yeah. I need, I need his secrets. I need whatever he's, he's on, whatever he's taking. Cause that's like, it must just be Adderall. <laughs> like nonstop. An IV of Adderall. Adderall IV and the blood of young children. Just Something. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, um, no, you're completely right. It's actually insane. It's, it's, it's insane, especially because Kevin Feige doesn't do that. He's not directing movies. Nope. He's not writing shit. No, you know, um, and I do believe like to what you said, I think, well, when when Marvel started this, it was a new idea. But I guess I would go to say if you had if Kevin Feige was in the same situation and had to run to D.C. and create an eight to ten year plan. Yeah. I don't know if the turnaround time would have been as fast. I'm wondering. I mean, because they they do stuff rapidly there at Marvel. But again, right. He's not doing most of the stuff that James Gunn's doing. Right. And maybe that's what makes it easier. I don't know. The fact that he himself is, is writing it and all that stuff. I remember thinking about that with, uh, and I I just, I love James Gunn and I envy him Mm -hmm. insanely. Um, you know, and if I have to do something to get what he's got, yeah, I'll do it. And it, if involves, you know, well, I won't, if it involves kidnapping him, (laughs) you know, then fine. Um, but (laughs) no, it's, it's crazy. I remember when I was watching peacemaker Mm -hmm. and, um, and I remember just reading or hearing that he just wrote that during COVID just kind of like willy nilly. I'm writing peacemaker. And I was just like, how, how do you, what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's just, Oh yeah. You know, while you guys were making sourdough bread, I was writing (laughs) peacemaker and I'm just like, Oh my God, dude. And it's cause it's genius. Yeah. It's fucking genius, the show. Well, you hear about that all the time, like like John Hughes. Right. Who just writes Breakfast Club in a night. Right. And you're like, come on, man. Come on. Give me some of that. Whatever that is. Yeah. I want it. These people who write whole movies on a restaurant napkin and it goes on to be one of the greatest things in the history of movies or whatever. It's right. like I need I need some of that. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. James. So, without further ado. Let's uh, let's hear from the man himself. The way we're going to format this episode is we're going to go through this video, kind of like a YouTube YouTuber react style, I guess. Yes. We'll see little chunks of it and we'll we'll pause it and talk about everything because he he talks about a lot of things. It's great. Right. Yeah. Okay. so um, I love that and I love that we're doing that. And this is our first go at that. So let's have it a go. Let's do it. I'm James Gunn. Now, just the way he says, hey, everybody. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, we pause him. He's so excited. He's I love just, his energy. The way he says, hey, everybody, just really. <laughs> all right, let's see. The co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many. I will pause it again. So yeah. co-CEO. Co-CEO. Of DC Studios. Yeah. Official Crazy. title. Crazy. We love it. You know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And yep. It's one of. You know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds. So... I like that already. Yeah. That he addressed that because that's everybody's question. So DC Elseworld. That's DC cool. Elseworld. Interesting. And I wonder if they'll ever find a way to connect the two. Right. Or if they're just going to say, no, nah, we don't want to bother with that. I don't know. 
Yeah, I really I trust that he's probably just going to keep it as is. Yeah. Now we'll we'll see in a little bit as he's explaining things. I do think it does get a little confusing at some point Mm -hmm. with some of the things that are continuing and will technically still be a part of it. Yeah. Um, But the DC Elseworlds, that's great. Um, I don't think, you know, Joaquin Phoenix Joker needs to fight Robert Pattinson Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's just get that out of there. Let Lady Gaga, you know, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Be Lady Gaga, Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. She just needs to be that. And that's all she needs to be. And uh, Matt Reeves Batman. It's just I know we probably talked about this. Yeah. I know I've said this. Um, There's a lot of. You know, people often criticize because they go, well, how many Batmans are we going to get? Yeah. Well, my God, this is the fifth Joker we've ever had. (laughs) And it's just like, listen, what's happening is comic books, comic book style of storytelling is transitioning into just like movies. Yeah. Which means there's not just one fucking Batman. There could be multiple Batman stories happening at one time. Yep. And you're just like, hey, I want to get Grant Morrison Batman. Mm -hmm. And then I want to get Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. They're not the same Batman in the same universe. Right. You know what I mean? Which is like you get into certain things about DC especially. And they've already, and even Marvel, they've built out their multiverse structure. Although I don't, I don't personally, I don't think DC is going to go the way of multiverse you know, get well, never mind. Yeah, they are. They already have Michael Keaton Batman coming in. All right, what am I saying? Well, of course I think, they are. Um, from what it sounds like, not to get too ahead of sure. the video, but from what it sounds like, they'll do the multiverse thing right this at the beginning. Right. And that will be their explanation of how they're able to reset right the the timeline to make the movies in the James Gunn fashion. Sure. Sure. So yeah. If they go, if they go any more after that, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it necessarily in the right. rest of his plan. Right. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have Henry Clavicle come back. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you know, Henry they, Cavalier. They, you know what? Henry Cavalier deserves better. Can <laughs> we just does. say that he does? Though he really does. I just I feel for the man. Yeah. Because you do you hear about the whole thing about the Witcher, the show Witcher on Netflix? That he left that role because of Superman and then Superman got canceled. Well, that and he also left the Witcher because the writer's room just ignored like the source material. They weren't they like they didn't even care about it. Yeah. They didn't even respect it. And I guess Henry Clavicle Bone Is fucking like a really big fan of the video games and the books. And oh, like, he's a huge nerd. Yeah. I mean, he almost missed his Superman audition because he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Right. I did not know that story. That's you a didn't. beautiful story. Yeah. He's a huge nerd. He's the sexiest nerd. He's yeah. a he's ridiculous. And honestly, actually, he should calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be that good looking and also be a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like actually tone it down a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, to get shit out of luck with the Witcher and then Superman again. Yeah. I mean, the guy, give him a break. You know what? Throw that man in a Star Wars stat. You know, and didn't uh, The Rock push really because they weren't going to have Superman at all come back and The Rock really pushed to have him. And then he was finally like, all right, I'll do it. I'll, right. Well, OK, let's do it. And then right. like, just kidding. 
Can we also <laughs> just for a brief moment talk about how bad The Rock fucked all this up right before? <laughs> like he just completely just threw himself in there for like a movie made all these fucking outlandish claims. And then James Gunn basically came in and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, We're not doing any of that. shit." Yeah. And that sucks because I think the rock had the shit into the deal. He was that sure. like, he was that pivotal transitional movie. Right. Where half of what he was talking about probably was in the plans with the initial sure. leadership. And so he was probably like hyping that up. And, you know, there's obviously turnaround times for movies. So of from course. the point from when the rock is, having meetings with DC to when the movie is coming out. Right. You know? Yeah. And then they switch it up on him. And now he's kind of, he was probably this like awkward phase movie right. where I've never seen it. I've never seen the Shazam movie or black Adam, but yeah, I don't even know where that's going to play into all this. Right. Right. Well, I'll just say, um, he got to do it, but I do hope they find some other interesting person to be black Adam in the future. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Outside of, the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Shazam has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. So that's... Resets. That's huge. Yeah. So they are still, but okay, this is a two topics in one. Right. The Flash movie going to reset the timeline, like I said before. Right. Cool. The other topic, though, they're still using Ezra Miller. They're still going to, they won't even let Henry Clavicle come back. Yeah, right, right. Henry fucking Clavicula. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to let. Ezra come back. Yeah. The biggest troublemaker in the whole DC fucking you. By far. By the, far. The biggest shenanigans starting cults and fucking, you know, putting guns in the mouth of nurses. And <laughs> I don't know if he did that, but. You don't know if they did that. I don't know if they did that. <laughs> I don't know if they did that. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. It's just, you know. I, <sighs> What's the. Okay, James Gunn says he loves the movie. Right. So it must be pretty good. Right. Are they going to, are they going to, I guess they're going to continue to use Ezra going forward? Ezra will probably be a thread. I hope and I feel like eventually they might move away from it. Yeah. And Ezra can be a thread that connects the past DCU to the new DCU. Yeah. With then it also connects Michael Keaton's Batman somehow. Yeah. But um, there's that too. Right. I just think, uh, you know, I just think that uh, what I think is that they re they reshot a bunch of shit to directly like reset everything. Cause I think the movie was done. Right. And then I I thought so. Yeah. There were reports about, you know, they're going to make it restart everything. And then there was also reports of like, they're not even going to release it unless, you know, Ezra comes out of, you know, a bunker in the mountains of Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. The other thing too, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Whether it's true, I hope it's true. 
But I guess now Ben Affleck's been in talks with James Gunn and they've had some some good conversations and he's excited to hopefully return okay. and direct for them. Because ah. if you remember, Ben Affleck was going to direct and star in a solo Batman movie for yes. DC and then some problems happened. I th- think they just couldn't um they they couldn't arrive mm-hmm. at the same be on the same page and i also think he was having a little bit of struggles with the bottle at the time and yeah. i remember seeing a thing that a friend of his he showed his friend the script that he wrote and right. the friend was like this is great but you're going to kill yourself if you do this movie yeah so yep. he didn't do it but so if he can come back and direct and maybe even be batman again i feel like we didn't get a, the ben affleck batman that we deserve right. that we know is in there right Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, I think that what that was supposed to be ended up becoming like Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman. Yeah. Pattinson. Pattinson. So, and that's an interesting thing, but you know what, you know, it's always those sober guys that just ruin the fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that friend of his deprived us. Ben Affleck should have just said, listen, buddy, stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what movies are you writing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to consult me? Yeah. On on the workings of the bat? Yeah. Like, you know, so <laughs> no, thank, you know, God bless Ben Affleck and him. And I hope he only just drinks Dunkin' Donuts coffee from here on out. Yeah, that'd be great. Till the end of time with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. That's weird. Yeah. You ever think about that? What? How Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are together again? Yeah, she snapped at him recently at, uh, a, at an award show. Ah. Yeah. Remember when we were kids and they were together? No, I don't. No? I never knew until they got back back together now again. I never knew they were together in the first place. See, I grew up, you know, with with uh with young moms as in my mom, my sister's mom. Yeah. Um, you know, a stepmom and they were all young and they loved the gossip. Yeah. And so I was very aware that Ben Affleck <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez were together yeah. when I was a young man. Wild. Yeah. Never knew. It was an exciting time, actually. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do it. And then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're gonna do that's a little bit different at DC. I mean, so right there, casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creature Commandos. It's going to be a TV. I've written all the episodes. No big deal. In the midst of finishing Marvel stuff and planning the rest of DC's timeline for the next ten years, right? I just casually writ, wrote wrote all the episodes. No big deal. No big deal. So that's the first one that I have not heard of. Yeah, no idea who that group of people are. Don't know that. And I know some people who love the shit out of DC. Yeah, I guarantee you they don't know what that is. Yeah, Logan. If you know what that is, <laughs> if you know what the fuck Creature Commandos is, yeah. please tell us. Yeah. And and, if, and, and is he, that an exciting thing? Is yeah. that a cool? Is that really like open the door for something great? Right. Yeah. I, you know, and, I, and I'm, 
So the only thing I recognize here, though, is that weird little weasel thing from Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. And doesn't he isn't that part of the end of like, isn't is that an ending thing? Oh, yeah. Is that an end credits? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That he's a Suicide Squad, too. Yeah. Yeah. That so. So James Gunn has been because I think he knew, hey, I need that weird little weasel guy for this shit. (laughs) You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it just like that yeah. too. <laughs> in the editing room, they were gonna leave him dead. There. No, no, no. Hold on, I need no, that no. weird little yeah. weasel thing for my other shit that yeah. I'm thinking of. For Creature Commander, or yeah. <laughs> Creature Commando Strike Force. They're like Creature Commando. Like, what do you mean? We're making Black Adam, and he's like, No, trust me. Yeah, we're making Creature Fucking Commando, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You don't know what's coming. And so this looks like another team squad kind yes. of movie, which obviously he's got his experience in in doing. So absolutely, he's good with teams. He's great with teams. He's good with teams. And did he say this was going to be animated? The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. Huh. Okay. The next so project up I is Waller. That the first, this on. is a story Stop. of Amanda Waller. Played Stop. By- <laughs> <laughs> I missed that the first time. I thought, and I thought I had heard something about that, that they were going to also play live action versions of themselves, but right. that's cool. So they're going to move in and out of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Very unique. That's, um, that's wild. I like that. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. In yeah. and out of animation that that's something I completely glossed over. Yeah. The first time we watched this. It's cause you hear, Oh, I wrote all the episodes already. And you're just like, man, I was stuck on that. And then you're feeling bad about yourself. Yes. And then you're missing the other stuff that he's saying. Right. Yeah. No. Um, that's super fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah, Marvel doesn't really do that because, A, they don't do a lot of animation. That's one thing about DC. Yeah. They've always been top-notch with the animation. Mm-hmm. I There's nothing like a DC animated movie. Yeah. Let me tell you. You ever seen any of those? Never. To get excited, well, we'll talk about the Batman thing here in a second. But to get excited for that Batman shit, you should go on HBO Max and watch like Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin. Okay. The those things, they'll get you fucking pumped. I also heard a lot of good things about the killing joke that came out a few years right. ago. Right. Right. That's cool too. Yeah, they got that one and they have so many. Yeah. They have so many. They even have Flashpoint, mm. which is probably what this Flash movie is gonna be more based off of. Yeah. I don't know. James Gunn, he's a company man. He's saying he loves the movie. I don't know. I don't know. He probably loves the movie because he was able to twist it to lead into his new DC universe. And he's like, I was able to come in and save this movie. Fix this shit. Fix this shit. And, you know, get Ezra, get Ezra off the PCP. Yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's watch the thing. Um, I'm going to go back a smidge. I hope this isn't going to be terrible in editing with all the pauses. Oh, it probably will, but it's going to be awful because <laughs> I have so many intricate pauses and plays and <laughs> attempts to pause. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. We're all right. I'm going to try and be consistent. Okay. All right. Let's Usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. 
Viola Davis is gonna team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. That's cool. Okay, yeah. Amanda Waller, we love Viola Davis. We love it. Glad that she's returning. What's weird, it, not weird, but what's interesting is this will be, this is someone who is, no matter what DC we're talking, because, yeah. okay, she's in the OG Suicide Squad, and then she's in this Suicide Squad, which is technically in the same realm, but also feels kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but she's she's just, she's the she's the Amanda Waller. Yep. Doesn't matter. She's continuing. Yeah. Even if they change up the whole DCU in the Flash, mm-hmm. she's Amanda Waller, set in stone. I wouldn't be surprised if she's Amanda Waller in the fucking Battinson movie yeah. at some point. Like, yeah. I feel I feel like they would let her specifically. Because who else is gonna be Amanda Waller? Right. So I'm cool with that though. Because actually, because too, Amanda Waller is pretty much like has been kind of criminally underused in anything she's been in. Yeah. You know, and they expanded on it a little bit in Peacemaker and and the second Suicide Squad. But people need to understand like why Amanda Waller is like a human being Mm -hmm. who's not afraid of Superman, not afraid of Batman, not afraid of Lex Luthor, not afraid of Green Lantern, not afraid of Doomsday, not afraid. She doesn't give a fuck who you are. It's on site every time yeah she yeah. don't give a fuck about the joker no no nobody yeah she doesn't put up with no shit she don't she don't put up with no shit she's she's like dc's nick fury she just comes together yeah. and she pulls in all the pieces and says look although she's more badass i would say than nick fury nick yeah. fury's kind of like you in or you out she's like no you're fucking in and or i'm gonna blow your brains out and it's cool because she's more like evil too yeah yeah, like yeah. nick fury he's like i want to you know put together the protectors of the universe and amanda waller is like um, if you walk away from this, I'm going to explode your head. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's yep. like, I'll, I'll take 200 years off your 500 year sentence mm-hmm. in the prison below the fucking depths of the core of the earth. You know? Yeah. That's how she do. So that's how she works it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got the Amanda Waller show. We're excited. What else? Okay. Next okay. up is a big one. The true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. I just know he's going to do this right. Yeah. I'm not worried. And th- I think what this is kind of what they were wanting to do with Zack Snyder. Right. Zack Snyder was going to be the guy to do it all. And I think he just he didn't have the right... There was the the right head yeah. of DC did not exist at that time. No. Had he been given a better platform, had he been given maybe m- even more creative control, I think, you know, did he, if he had the power of influence as co-CEO, right. then maybe things would have been different, but he didn't have that, unfortunately. Yes. So James Gunn, I think, already has an advantage. Well, and then, but all, and I agree with everything you're saying. Unfortunately, too, though, I am not the biggest fan of Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. And I, okay, let's, let me put it to you this way. What do you think Guardians of the Galaxy would look like if it was made by Zack Snyder? Dark. 
everything dark. It would be shit. It would be a bad movie. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, I don't think it would have been good. Yeah. I don't think it would be good. Yeah. Um, and so I think think to me, you know, that just goes to show I just don't know if Zack Snyder ever and I just, you know, and I'm starting to feel bad just talking <laughs> down on Snyder here. I mean you know what? But I'm a talking head now, though. Yeah. Okay. This is like Stephen A. Smith talking about the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, That's yeah. always what I've envisioned for this podcast. And you know what? <laughs> Zack Snyder, you're never going to the championship, baby. Damn. You're never going to the Super Bowl. Ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. You're yeah. not going to the Super Bowl. James Gunn has what it takes. He's going to give us the greatest Superman movie to ever exist. Ooh. I think so. Okay. I, I like think it. so. Now, I think still there's still going to be controversy about the casting. There will be. Because who more perfect than Henry Cavalier? Very true. Very true. Cavile. Now, I'm going to throw this at you. Is he too sexy? Maybe. And is he maybe not? It's so hard when you got like the cartoons, like they can be like way more muscular. And that's like. It's hard to find a real life person. Yeah. Who's very boxy like that. Yeah. Like if, if there was like a guy who looked like the rock, but like had Henry Cavalier's face. Yeah. And acting chops. Yeah. That would be like the perfect Superman for sure. Yeah. No, Henry Cavalier. He's plenty. I mean, I'm over here talking. I'm over here with a fucking, you know, with a belly (laughs) and some fucking thunder thighs talking about how Henry Cavalier looks. But, you know, I'm just saying like, I don't know, but. It, it will be controversial because who who better, but then also, you know, maybe someone younger is what we're going to get, ah. I guess is what I want to say. Maybe someone, you know, and Henry, I'm over here, you know, I, I ain't the youngest chip on the old block. Yeah. And I'm talking about Henry Cavalier, you know, and, and he's already been through enough. Yeah. And I shouldn't speak down on him, but I'm just saying, I think I maybe we'll be surprised Hmm. Maybe we'll be surprised that there may be someone else who exists in the world. Yeah. Who might work it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm open to it, obviously, but I just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You know, these Zack Snyder fans. And I mean, it's just, (laughs) not only do I have to deal with him, (laughs) it's, it really is like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It's like, it's this team that sucks, but he has like, they have these rabid fans (laughs) that make it worse, make it fucking worse. (laughs) And it's just like these Snyder fans. I mean, they're going to hate watch or they're going to like, they're either going to hate watch this new DC shit or they're going to try and sabotage it. Yep. And it's going to be goofy as fuck. Like just, just get over it. Yeah. It's done. Done deal. It's over. Looking forward to the new Superman. We'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be. Now, do you have anyone in mind who you think could do it? Not off the top of my head. I really don't either. I don't know yeah. why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it's because every time I blink, I just see Henry Caviar. It's true. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say something to let you know. I really liked the Man of Steel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, that, okay, I'm going to say something even crazier. That's actually my favorite DC movie. Really? In in the Snyder era. Okay. That, I mean, not, yeah, it's not better than fucking Dark Knight, but, you know, in the Snyder era, that is my favorite DC movie. Yeah. So, which is funny because I shit on Snyder and I'm saying there's probably someone out there who's going to be better than Henry, 
But I'm just want to like put that out there. Like I didn't dislike Man of Steel. It's honestly, I might, you know, I'm going to go watch it tonight. Shit. There you go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we have a few other lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a. Okay. Nice. There's things I kept missing. Yeah, what'd you miss that time? Well, that they're going to discover, like, the bigger thing. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like, uh, if it would, it's kind of going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy not discovering anything about Thanos, but, like, they were the closest yeah. thing to Thanos because they were out in the fucking space. In the cosmos. In the cosmos. And I've never seen True Detective, but... I'm wondering when he says that, I'm assuming like the tone and the look of it, like it'll kind of operate that way. Right. And they're like detectives. That's cool. Detectives. Okay. Here's the other thing too, though. Yeah. Again, I'm really not the person to be talking about this because like (laughs) my DC knowledge and the things that I've seen of DC, like I haven't seen any Wonder Woman movies. Haven't seen any Aquaman. I didn't, I had no Shazam, no Black Adam. I right. haven't seen the really bad Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, <laughs> which like, I guess I can't say it's really bad because I've never seen it. I've what? only heard it's horrible. It is. <clears throat> but I can only assume again that this will obviously be better than that. Right. And from what I know about Green Lantern, I feel like that's super cool. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a cool TV show. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's going to be that, that shit. Like that's out of all the ideas. You know, with Superman, I can go like, oh, I just I expect it's going to be dope as shit. I'm going to get Superman. I'm going to get James Gunn. But this, though, I'm like, this kind of tickles my fancy maybe more than some of these other ideas. Not more than one idea because I'm a diehard Batman guy. But um, well, and it's funny. I just finished watching True Detective season one. Like I finally watched that for the first time in my life. And it's so good. Yeah. And this fucking guy, this James Gunn, (laughs) he knows what to say. Yeah, right. He knows how to get you. Well, he's that's pitch work. Yes. That's somebody who's been pitching in the business for a while. You're so right about that. I didn't even think about that, this whole thing. But you're he's literally pitching. He's literally in this video pitching his DC universe to to the fans. And I imagine that's roughly the way that he pitched it to like the heads over there. Like, hey, here's what I would do with it. Here's my plan. Absolutely. And, you know, with that sense, it's like, how do you pitch something that people already know so much about, Mm -hmm. like these comic book characters? Yep. And how do you do it? Well, you take shit that tickles our fancies and you tell us, oh, you like Green Lantern? Mm -hmm. Well, what if it's a couple of them and they're like true detective? Yeah. You go, bitch, what? And you're like, what? Because I've never seen your detective. I've never seen fucking Green Lantern. And I'm going, all right. And, you know, that sounds cool. You already know that. You know what? It's in good hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Surprised he didn't say he was going to write that too. Yeah. For Christ's sake. Uh, And I'm going to star in it, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I'm finally going to act. Yeah. No, that that one's going to be good. That's going to be your, you know, yeah, like it's not going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's going to be your cosmic, like you said, Mm -hmm. Cosmo. Yeah. The Cosmo Cosmo, Wanda. Cosmo Kramer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it's going to be your spacey, you know, like and it's it. going to be a show. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a little understated here. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a Mandalorian type beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah, it's a show, but, you know, it's like a movie still. Yeah, exactly. I've, I I like that. This is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a tele... Again, he said a lot of stuff I don't know anything about. Right. Logan, maybe that's still more your more your area. Maybe that get you excited. But from that, what sounds cool and interesting with me, of course, is the threat of they're going to interact with all their other DC characters. Right. They think the world is broken. Right. They'll do anything to fix it. Sound a little familiar? Right. Sounds a little Thano, Thanos-y, don't you think? I think so. I would say it sounds Thanos-y. It also kind of sounds... The, to me, the 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 parallel I'm drawing is maybe like Eternals. Yeah, this seems almost like a little bit like Eternals. Hopefully, better, but much better. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. fucking god, you know. Bless. Haven't seen Eternals, but I saw it, and I feel like I haven't seen it. I couldn't tell you one thing. I don't. I just. I don't want to become that guy. But that's like you just got to think. I think it's like when you're in a relationship. Yeah. You just start realizing like, oh, there were some signs that this was. <laughs> and with Marvel, there's there's some moments where I'm like, that was a sign. Do you think the the unspeakable could happen? Oh, my God. Do you think we could flip on this podcast one day and be on here hyping up DC and shitting on Marvel? I never would have. I wouldn't have predicted that. But just the way that this podcast episode's going, I'm like, wow. I know. Could that happen in the future for us? The only one who can make it happen is James Gunn. Maybe. And the only thing I can say about that is let's see what happens with Secret Wars. True. And, and, and well, Quantumania, we and got that. That'll be a cute. Quantumanium will be a huge indicator. Yep. You know, James Gunn, I asked the question, why did James Gunn jump ship? Yeah. And I think it's the smart move because of this marvel fatigue is real people are starving for good stories by some of the biggest properties that are known and something different a little bit different and something a little bit different and superman although man of steel was dope yeah like i said i think he's gonna do something with man of steel we're gonna be talking like because man of steel was great but there's never been a quince quintessential superman film that wasn't made in the goddamn 80s yeah right or isn't like something that people complained about most of the time like man of steel yeah yeah (laughs) there's never been like a a unified you know yeah consensus consensus yeah and he knows yeah he knows he's like let me give you one more guardians Mm -hmm. and then let me give you this superman yeah and let me show y'all what i do Show you what I'm made of. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. Let's right. Hit me with that next one. Television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is the story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction. Of- Once again, yeah, he uses familiar things that people already love. Yeah, Game of Thrones, exactly. Wonder Woman. 
it's yeah. Here you go. So it just sounds like a very uh, medieval battle for the throne kind of thing. Did he say it's a show? I think he did say it was a show. A show. So, yeah, you're going to get your Game of Thrones type shit. Yep. That's going to lead to the birth of fucking Wonder Woman. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? Because you know that's going to be the end of the show. Yeah. It's going to be a... It'll be a child wrapped in a blanket... (laughs) And they'll be like, what's her name? Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the last shot. No, what, I mean, what's, I don't know. What, what's her actual name? What's Diana. Her name? <laughs> Diana. But I like that better. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we're all going to fucking shit our pants over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to explode. Yeah. We're going to lose our minds. I'm we're, excited. we're simple people. We just want to, <laughs> we just want a fucking Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. Like the, the Easter eggs in movies are like the commercials at the Super Bowl. Right. You're just, you're, you're sitting through this long thing just to see that little bit of something that gives you, gives you a little uh, boost. It gives you a little boost. Um, yeah. I do want to mention that real quick. I do think that Marvel has lost themselves in that. Oh, like that's, they're almost making it too much about that. I think so. Yeah. And I also think they've become more disappointing a little. Mm. Those oh, the, man. The Doctor Strange one. Oh, my God. Was just like, that's it? You said, excuse me? I know you were out of the game for a while, Sam Raimi, but. Right. Give me a little bit of a better. Sure. Teasing of something than that. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. It was disappointing. Yeah, that was. And that now was that there's no. Well, there is. There's Kang, but they've done zero. Like, remember, you know, all the after credit scenes were Thanos. Yep. For a while. And you were pumped. You were like, let's go. We're building to something. Yep. You know, and there hasn't been one Kang in the after credits. They should have been doing Kangs the whole time. I was just thinking that. I was like, you know, Kang's supposed to be this super powerful, strong person. Right. And he just kind of is like, he's just going to be in Ant-Man quantumania now right whereas thanos there was little inklings there was a build-up and now king's just i mean i know he was in loki sure but i don't know whatever that's a marvel conversation that's a marvel conversation let's 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 stick get with on our, yeah let's <clears throat> do the next primary one. purpose here. the introduction of the dcu's batman <laughs> is the brave and the bold the Brave and go. the Bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Now, that yeah. one already excites me. Come on. I love Batman. Probably either him or Superman. I can't decide. Probably right. more Batman is my favorite character of the DC and just all the villains that he has are Mm -hmm. just so sick, but I've, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been itching for a badass Batman and Robin. Yes. I don't think we've gotten that right at all. He got teased it a little bit at the end of uh, dark Knight rises, dark Knight rises. Right. But obviously Christopher Nolan stopped after that. Right. It could have been cool, but now I think we have potential to have a really cool badass. Everyone always shits on Robin. Oh, he's mm-hmm. just a little punk pussy little <laughs> right. prissy sidekick. Yeah. 
now I think this could be, this is cool. And like the storyline that he's a son, I haven't heard that storyline before. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, so, okay. So, so Robin purists, this is people who just like have a hard on for Robin, um, <laughs> which I know, you know, and it's okay because you got your Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson's the OG. Okay. Let's talk about why some people may not like them jumping right to Damien. Yeah, I get it. But let's actually talk about this. I don't think it's going to be starting with Damien. I think he said he's going to expand on the Bat family. So that means we're going to probably get Nightwing. Yeah, we're going to get Red Hood already. You know, that means like in the Ben Affleck, you know, Batman, like the incident with Robin dying already happened, which is going to give you your Red Hood. We're going to get our Batgirl. So I'm going to mm-hmm. imagine that we're coming into this with those characters already existing. Oh, yeah. And I understand people probably want to see a good big screen rendition of Bruce Wayne, you know, working with Dick Grayson early on and basically taking on a proto son while Dick Grayson's looking for a proto father. Yeah. And they have, you know, an intense relationship built on that idea rather than Bruce Wayne's actual jizz <laughs> growing into something that becomes, you know. So, um, but I do think you really, if you ever have, and those, they're not that long. Like I said, the DC uh, animateds, check out Son of Batman because yeah. it'll give you that, okay. that story for yourself to ch- just see what it's like. Because Damien, and I, and I will say this, I'm going to agree with James Gunn, <clears throat> I think Damien's my favorite fucking uh, Robin. Wow. And I think it is more powerful that he is the seed of Batman. Yeah. And that, you know, what you come to learn with Damien <clears throat> is he was brought up by fucking killers. Mm. And, you know, what's Batman's number one rule? No killing. No, no killing. guns, no killing. So Damien kind of almost just acts as like a shadow self for Batman. Yeah. You know, everything Batman doesn't do like Damien does or desires to do. That's cool. I like that already. That dynamic. Right. Yeah. And I just thought of that off the top of my head. I'm a genius. I'm You're just a genius. <clears throat> I should have wrote this movie. That's, that's why you do this. That's why we do this. movie. <laughs> that's why we out here. Yeah. So yeah, obviously most exciting. That sounds great. I can't wait to watch that in 2030. Anyways. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the worst part of this shit. the worst part of this for sure yeah <laughs> like that's kind of great I mean, even superman that. even superman we gotta wait two years 2020 fucking five like is is are we, is the earth even gonna be spinning still yeah right <laughs> god all right what else do we got next up is a tv series called booster gold booster gold is one of comics really popular cult heroes he is a fascinating guy he's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my... Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. And I was like, no clue who that is, but when he pitched that storyline, I thought, that sounds great. How have I not heard of this before? A guy from the future who's a loser who comes back. Who hasn't thought of that? Come on. Who hasn't been like, man, if I could take an almanac and go back in time... And bet, win a lot of money. Or if I could take the knowledge, you know, what if I was the first person to write this song, go back in time and write it and just be cool or be a badass or be really liked. Right. Who hasn't thought of doing that? Absolutely. And if you say you haven't, you're lying. You're a liar. You're a full fucking liar. 
<clears throat> no, yeah, having a <clears throat> having had not really known much about that story, yeah, uh, and hearing it, I'm I'm sold. Uh, Logan, I'm sorry. I didn't know who that was. <laughs> um, that just goes to show, but you know what? Like, Hey, I'm ready for it. Um, I think it's going to be a, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be an emotional story. Mm. I feel like it's going to speak to, like you said, there is something in all of us. And, and what does that speak to? That speaks to the fact that we are dissatisfied with our present. Yep. You know, that idea that we would we a man, if I could just go back in time and then be special. Yeah. Right. You know, and like, that's why it's going to be sad, emotional and probably amazing. You know, definitely. And I'm assuming funny. Yeah. Funny as shit. I feel like that one will definitely have a lot more humor to it. Absolutely. I could be completely off the mark with that, but seems like it would. I think it will. And I think it'll be interesting because he'll be from the future. So there will be a lot of interesting commentary about the future of our heroes potentially. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's his role is he's going to come back, you know, and he's going to be like, oh, my God, I got to warn them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Mm -hmm. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Whereas Supergirl, in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to... Yes. Again, didn't see any of the DC shows like the Flash or the Supergirl <clears throat> TV show or anything like that. Right. But we love jaded characters. Yes. We love jaded superheroes. Yes. So I can already see these two are probably going to butt heads. Clark Kent's Superman is going to be like uh, justice, mm-hmm. you know, for the people. And mm-hmm. she's going to be like, fuck that. I just watched everyone die on a planet. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be an idealist. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be. And I just, I just noticed this. But her... Clark and her are probably going to have a similar dynamic to Bruce and Damien. Yep. There's yep. probably going to be a little bit of that there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of shadow, you know, play off of our main heroes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty stoked on that because I actually dig Supergirl. Supergirl is actually one of my main characters when I play Injustice. Yeah. Like, she's <laughs> a fucking badass on that game. Yeah. I fucks with her and I do think, you know, we need to... We need a good Supergirl movie. I think this sounds like the right one. Just the picture they show, you yeah. know, seems like it's almost, it has like this weird, like almost like Rick and Morty feel to it. As oh, in wow. like just trippy ass, like backgrounds, you know, she's yeah. seen some shit. She's been some places. Yeah. yeah. And he mentioned too, that there's going to be a cohesiveness between TV movie and video game. Right. Which I think is cool too. I'm hoping, I'm hoping They'll do the thing that we really loved with the Spider-Man 2 video game. Yes. Where they had the they had Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, the actual actors voicing the characters in the video game. Right. Hoping James Gunn, sending this to you, James Gunn. Sending. Hopefully you hear that and make it so. Because there's just, nothing's more cohesive than that. Right. Yeah. And that'll be cool. What if this brings back like the connection between movie and video game? Yep. Because we haven't had that in a while and not in a way where they're going to like make, you know, the the Superman movie and then make a video game. That's just the same narrative. Right. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, hey, this is tied in. Absolutely. I'll fuck with it. Hell yeah. All right. I think this is the last one here. Here we go. 
the Swamp Thing, the last thing we're gonna talk about, a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. So, I mean, yeah, as that, a horror fan, I'm down. Yeah, that sounds great. And the, I feel like we've heard about Swamp Thing for years, right. that that was something they were always trying to get going. Right. Again, don't know anything about Swamp Thing. Mm-mm. But the fact that it'll be like a dark horror movie. Right. That is superhero. Yeah. I feel like this could be what we really wanted Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness to be. Mm. So I'm hoping James Gunn takes a little bit of what he learned and said, this wasn't working. I'm going to make it better. You're just so on the nose right there. You're just so on the nose right there. And that's going to be his thing is, is continuously. He is not going to be afraid to do what Marvel is. Mm -hmm. He is not going to be afraid to do what Marvel is. I'm still not convinced that Deadpool is going to be rated R. Oh, that would be a tragedy. I'm not convinced. It has to be. I mean, it will it be because be. they put the rated R Deadpool's on Disney Plus, but yeah, but to what length? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. To what length? What ba- what are the boundaries that they will push? Right, because Deadpool has to push them. Right, right. So, yeah, he's going to come in with the Swamp Thing. It's going to be a dark ass horror movie, yeah. and Doctor Strange could have been so, and it definitely wasn't. No, terrifying. All right, James Gunn, take us home. Take us out. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique. Something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true Mm -hmm. to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Yeah, and I like I like that that he's he's still again he's that co CEO. Yeah, he's probably still going to be on every single set and mm-hmm. maybe in every single writer's room and mm-hmm. probably you know bounce story and stuff and all that. Right, have influence, but to let whoever's directing each individual project to still have their unique vision to it. Right, that's great. It's going to be great. He's he's you know it, what he's doing there is he's saying it without saying it. Yeah, and basically he's saying. I'm so sorry what you've been through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let Papa Gun come in mm-hmm. and clean that little clean the clean that little residue off your chin. Yeah. You know, he's saying, look, no, 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 no. I'm here. He's saying, Hope you bought your tickets <laughs> to the gun show. <laughs> Cause it's coming to town. It's coming to town. For the next eight <clears throat> to ten years at least. And if you want to sit in the middle, it's going to cost a few more dollars. Did you hear about this? No. Just a quick little drop in. AMC is saying that they are going to make you pay more for where you sit in the theater. Are you kidding? I'm not. What? Kidding. What? AMC, what the fuck are we watching? A concert? I know. That's what I know. <laughs> I know. What are they, are they going to have AMC grass seats now? That's. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? 
That's so good. It's so true. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's I hope your business tanks now because of that. I hope they tank to the fucking dirt. Unreal. Unreal. I I just I believe in James Gunn. Um yeah. storytelling is going to be king. It was not unfortunately king in the last iteration of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um it's becoming questionable in the Marvel universe. Yep. Uh I think James Gunn you know, I think he jumped ship for a reason, and I think it's going to be clear when uh, when we're a few years down the line and we're getting our popcorn and watching the movie. It'll be excited, and then, uh, <clears throat> I mean, almost probably immediately, maybe even next week, we're already going to have to talk about Ant-Man. I, uh, yep. You know? It's already going to be time, and there's going to be... Hmm. You know, because we want to we give it enough time to breathe. Yes. So we don't provide spoilers. Right. We're gonna have to talk about Winnie Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> blood and blood and money or whatever. But yeah. um, yeah, in no time at all, we'll be talking about the first James Gunn project to come out, right? And I think just based off what he said there at the end, I think more than anything, maybe it wasn't so much a jump ship because this ship is sinking kind of thing, right? But like he said, a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? To really run something that was a, a, important to you as a kid, and I think that's something that's key is finding the creators who these things are important to, because you know, they're going to do it justice. They will do it right. Yes. Rather than someone who like Brian Levant said, the original director of little giants Mm. had never even played football. Right. Didn't even watch it. And he's directing a movie about football. No. So he had to come in and direct uncredited by the way, Brian Levant, 90% of little giants, red band exclusive red band. Yeah. Yeah. You heard, you heard it here first. (laughs) I literally heard it here first. Um, so yeah, I think it's, that makes sense. Get someone who grew up with these things, who's mm-hmm. a fan of them and that it's important enough to them because they will take care of it. Absolutely. So I'm excited, super excited. Congratulations, James Gunn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on this big, big opportunity. And yes. I, I'm really excited to see where that goes. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll be there. Yeah, I yeah. will too. Opening night, baby. Opening night. Uh, and thank you, Logan, by the way, for the suggestion. Yes. Cause this was cool. I hadn't seen that video right. and I hadn't, Dove, dove, d- dived, dove, deep dove. I hadn't done a deep dive <laughs> into all the things that he was, he was actually going to be doing. So right. Super excited. Thank you all for joining us yes. again on this episode of talking about it. Um, and like Logan, if you have a topic yeah. that you want us to talk about, reach out and let us know, just DM us and just be like, you guys should talk about this or what about that? Yeah. We'd love to hear from you all. We'd love to engage in our community that we're building. Absolutely. So that way it feels more like a conversation. We're involving you all. Cause it's just right. way more fun that way. Exactly. So definitely let us know if there's something you want to talk about and be sure to like subscribe, share, check out our YouTube channel, check out our reels, show it some love, everything, everything. And uh, we'll see you all next time.